0: Accents, harps, and constipation, it's pun intensive. (laughs) And welcome to Pun Intensive. We have a panel of three today. If there's a one eld ball in the sky, you must have Andy Balinski, Problem Reducer, Concentric Reducer, Pressure Reducer, and Cope Reducer, Gary Halleck, Guggenheimer, I hardly know, or David Guggenheim, and the Nasal Appraisal for Eyes That Are Hazel, Aaron Fazel. Uh, We're going to start off, as always, with Zinger of the Week. Zinger of the Week, where we ask each of our panelists to share personal anecdotes and experiences in the world of workaday wordplay. Let's start off with this podcast co-producer, past pun-off contestant more recently, but still past and former producer of the O. Henry pun-off, Gary Halleck.
1: Well, you may remember from last week that I was participating in an HMS Pinafore production. And uh, Gilbert and Sullivan, of course, are well known for their fantastic patter songs and a lot of weird wordplay and puns. One of the songs that says, Shall we submit? Are we but slaves? And I said, I said, I don't know about you, but I'm not a but slave. <laughs> All right. And the explicit
0: tag comes out. All right. And Punny Whistle Player, past O'Henry Henry, Punoff MVP winner, and Guy with his wife in charge of O. Henry Punoff registration. Andy Belinsky. Well, we like to go hear music, my wife and I, and uh,
2: one of the bands we saw recently it was Asleep at the Wheel, and it just, I don't know, for, for some reason it just popped into my head, and I wanted something that I wanted to put on an album cover somehow, A Sheep at the Wheel.
0: Got it. <laughs> and the man who currently runs the O. Henry Punoff, making all other credentials and accomplishments unimportant, David Guggenheim.
3: On the last episode, I mentioned a friend of mine who starts long threads on Facebook and what happened on one of them. And once again, this last week, I was reading a f- thread and someone had approached him about being a paid influencer. Now, I'd never heard the term influencer before. And somebody asked, What is influencer? And I said, I don't know, but I got a shot to prevent the influencer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. That's a terrific way to go into our next break, uh, our first break, I should say. But when we get back, we'll show what we are, what you eat. And welcome back. To the surprise of absolutely no one, waiting tables is hard. Why, just the other day I had to point out a fly in my soup. That waiter was mortified and gave me a free appetizer. But sometimes waiters can get a little snarky and we're sharing with you some things that we have actually heard in restaurants. It's true. Uh, For example, a couple of weeks ago, I had to call the server over and say, waiter, there is an airplane in my soup. How do you guys think he responded?
1: Uh, the only one? There used to be 52.
3: (laughs) It's not real. It's just a
1: prop. Nice. Hey, what's wrong with an airplane in your soup? We have the right brother.
3: (laughs) We can save the leftovers. They're foiled for you.
0: How about this one? Oh, man, that is so embarrassing. I got a (laughs) jet. Waiter, there is an airplane in my soup. Not only that, but I see a few Szilagias, too. An airplane in your soup? Can it
1: fly? (laughs)
0: Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. I I think you should run away. Oh. (laughs) Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup.
3: The chef didn't have a recipe. He was winging it.
1: Not a pun. Okay, well, we'll give
3: him a wing.
0: <laughs> Hello? we see what he Hello? thinks. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup.
1: The chef told me no, but he says nah. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
0: Waiter,
3: there's an airplane in my soup. Yeah, there's also plenty of salt and piper.
1: <laughs> wow. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. Dude, you are so Boeing. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to bounce back on
0: that one. Boeing, Boeing, oh! Boing. oh. <laughs> Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. You did order the jumbo. <laughs> Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. That was an air bus, boy. <laughs> That's great. I like that one. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. Well, land a yeah. goshen.
1: Wait, airplanes land eventually. In the ocean? No, uh, land a Well, all
0: right, I'm that's sorry. good that's enough. My... I got you. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. That was a. Is that a reverse pun? Is that?
1: <laughs> I was channeling my inner Snuffy Smith.
0: <laughs> Waiter, there's a there's an airplane in my soup.
2: Boy, you don't have to go and spit fire about it. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup.
0: Well, I guess our 71 other customers aren't going to order it. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup.
1: <laughs> you, you already are ordered that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're still thinking of Loretta switch.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean from last week? Yeah. The... Wait, Radar, there is a, an airplane in my well, soup.
2: You, well, you've been dealt a, a poor hand there.
0: <laughs> Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. Don't call me Shirley. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup. Maybe you better evict her, Vector.
1: <laughs> Roger, Roger.
2: <laughs>
3: we have
0: Clarence, Clarence. Have you ever been to a Turkish prison? Waiter, there is an airplane in my soup.
1: Have you ever seen a grown man naked?
0: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a naked man grown? I think there are copyright laws here that we need to worry about. <laughs> Waiter, there's an airplane in my soup.
1: That soup did not come out of a can. It came out of a black box.
0: Is that a pun? No. <laughs> think thinking about airplane parts.
1: Here, let me get the waitress so we can elevate her.
0: Because airplanes have elevators? Yeah, sure.
2: that's, what the flaps, that's what the flaps
0: are called. <laughs> uh, oh! Don't oh, make such a big flap of it. You guys are so much smarter right. than I am. All right. And
3: bring me some water with that soup. I'm Thruster.
0: <laughs> now, here's the thing. So I left that restaurant a little annoyed, you know, at the attitude. But I decided to come back. And sure enough...
2: You are a glutton for punishment.
0: It's, it's 100% true.
2: He's a gluten-free punishment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so... <laughs> and I actually heard someone uh, in that very same restaurant yell, "Waiter, there is a doctor in my soup! A doctor in your soup?
2: Yes. Well, well I'll, I'll call the waitress and in and, and Doctor Pay. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: a doctor in your soup? Did you make an appointment?" <laughs>
0: What? The pun? <laughs> oh, did you make a disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> you mean like the pun? <laughs> Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. Oh, that's not a doctor. That's one of our eggs.
1: There's no doctor in your soup. The bowl is totally MD.
0: <laughs> Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup.
3: Well, don't blow your nose or the mucus will be.
0: <laughs> That's even before my time. Waiter,
2: there's a doctor in my soup. Then this one'll be on the house.
0: Nice.
1: Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. Oh, oh, that doctor is very litigious. The doctor sues.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, doctor who? Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. Look on the bright side. Be an optometrist. <laughs> Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. Well, it's fish soup, and you asked for a sturgeon. <laughs> Waiter, there's a doc- doctor in my soup. Oh, you're right. There's some physician there. Waiter, there's a doctor in my
2: soup. Well, you put a doctor in my soup last week. Don't be hypocritical about it. <laughs>
0: Hippocratical, Hippocratical about it. Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. No, that's just where
2: the chef spat it. Don't you see the hospital in there? <laughs>
0: okay, I got one. Hey, Waiter, Waiter, there's, there's a, doctor a doctor in my in soup. soup. Oh yeah, he's emergency. Waiter, uh, there's there seems to be a doctor in my soup.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That was a grave error. Er, error. 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 E R. <laughs> (laughs)
3: An ER okay with me?
2: Hey, waiter! There's a doctor in my soup. It's only part of a doctor. I think that's a medic's
0: ear. Medic, medicure. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's a medic ear. Waiter, there's a doctor in
1: my soup. That's not a doctor. That's an automobile. It's intensive car. Oh,
0: (laughs) car, car, car. car.
3: <laughs> doctor, there's a car in my cell.
0: <laughs> Let's try that again. Okay. Waiter, there's a, Waiter, doctor, there's in a seat. doctor in my cell. Waiter, there's a doctor in my cell. Well, you know, our audio-impaired chef wagered that you would complain. It was a death bet. Because, you know, doctors, I don't know. He
1: he lives over there in the
3: bedside manor, right?
0: Hey, waiter, there's a doctor in my soup.
3: It's Weight Watcher Soup, and that's an Oprah ration.
0: (laughs) That's great.
1: Waiter, there's a doctor in my soup. Oh, yeah, that's all part of our restaurant's ambulance.
0: <laughs> well, in fact, the soup there was so disgusting that I had to leave in an ambulance. But I did come back one last time. And again, I heard people complaining about the soup. In fact, I heard the following complaint. Waiter, there's a piano in my soup. Oh, That's okay. I'll,
2: I'll make it better. I'll just lean down and give it a keys. <laughs> Dr. i all are 88 keys <laughs>
0: <laughs> alicia keys <laughs> alicia. waiter
1: no i bought them i didn't have to them.
0: waiter there's so. a piano in my soup
2: i have a real bad feeling about this
1: <laughs> I, 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 a, a piano in your soup Oh, I didn't make that soup. Uh, my mother made that. Yeah, Maha, Maha.
0: Yeah, There's a piano in the soup. Hey, uh, waiter, there's a piano in my soup.
3: This is a Jewish deli, and we always make them the
1: Steinway. <laughs> a piano? That's really a bald one.
0: Mm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 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 Hey,
1: waiter, there's a piano in my soup
0: (laughs) Shut up and pass me the typewriter Porter (laughs) Vector, Victor Victor. Waiter, there's a piano in my soup Uh, Yeah, we know, that's why it costs a grand
1: Hey, waiter, there's a piano in my soup Quit your harping
0: Okay, I kind of get that because it it's looks like there's a harp a, in it. Harp Is in it? that actually called that? Yes, it, 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 I didn't actually, know the that. First
3: pianos were made from a harp. Well, I,
0: yes. I, 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 I remember that's um, that's uh, the harp I, I, Oh god, that's so interesting. I, I remember uh, Mark's Brothers bit where Harpo just, he destroys the, the piano, piano and yeah. turned it into a harp. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I always said that's pretty cool. Waiter, there's a piano in my soup. Well, at least it's not my organ. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we are going to take a break. But when we come back, if your youngster is a punster, you may want to have them listen to what's next. Hopefully they missed what was last. And welcome back. This was actually uh, something that Gary was thinking about, so I'm going to let him take the reins here.
1: Gary is always thinking about something.
0: I like to dig into, into the
1: brain of punsters. I like to interview people one-on-one, and I've, I've been doing a bunch of those for this podcast, but it occurred to me that some of the same questions that I ask the people in the one-on-one interviews, I'd like to go ahead and ask them right across the table here. How and why do you dial back or rein in your propensity to pun? I know that it's painful sometimes to have puns at the top of your head, and yet to have the situation be inappropriate and not be able to use one, not be able to come out as it were and show your true colors. Share with me the tactics that you would use in a situation like that and how you might turn it around like when you're hanging out with somebody that you don't know really well or you're in a professional atmosphere and you can't afford to do that. (laughs) How would you kind of crack that nut? How would you get to the point where you can make puns with people who are either strangers or business associates where it's not appropriate.
0: I do, I'm, I'm really interested to know if the people who are listening to this podcast, incidentally, if you want to answer this question yourself, you can always send an email to episode 15 at com. But it'd be interesting to know because, uh, uh, and I'm going to speak for you guys so tell me if I'm completely wrong. Gary and David, in my experience, have, puns going through their heads constantly to to the point where it boils over and there's nothing you can do but spill it. Andy is definitely a much more quiet fella. So I'm not sure, I'd I'd be interested to know, kind of, this is what his question is. Andy, wake up! Is you, (laughs) uh, uh, do you have things going through your mind all the time and you don't say it? Or are you like me, where I have puns going through my head a lot, but I'm always so embarrassed (laughs) (laughs) Oh, self-conscious. That's probably the better word. I'll only present it if I think it's a quality pun, a high-quality pun, which is why I only do it, like, once a week. It depends on the audience. I mean, if it's at home, I'll just spit out
2: a bad pun. I I think I find myself self-editing and perfecting, like, a pun. If I can think of something, like, really, really just spot-on, I'll even sometimes break it out in a work environment, Just, just something where I've really like thought through it and and it's 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 not just like something that kind of sounds like a word that was said and people be like you know oh uh, oh, okay you made a pun or you know something where it's like clearly just like the nailed it the perfect thing to say so it sounds like you're a lot like me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and and that's
1: but if it's at an inappropriate moment and you do something like that you want people to acknowledge that you've found this little germ of wit here but you also don't want to distract the conversation get a reputation for doing this kind of thing because it is very disruptive.
2: I work from home a lot so a lot of times we're on virtual meetings and then I can usually uh, I can instant message any of my colleagues sometimes if I think of something funny I might just type it then I can get sort of instant feedback I can get sort of like okay I made somebody laugh about that thing that we both just heard but without disrupting the conversation.
3: Have you ever tried to instant message Paul McCartney? Why would I do that? I am the walrus.
0: <laughs> that was a good example of not holding back. <laughs> Who, <me? laughs> Just torpedo well, the conversation. No, that's that's actually a good point. David's Filter in life, not just pun related, is uh, a little bit more, the holes are a lot bigger than uh, uh, with, uh, with, with an awful lot you of people. You drive a truck through. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. Has there been a time where you had a really good one and you knew that if you said it out loud, it would ruin everything?
3: Yes, but I did it anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a job interview once. And uh, it was for an advertising position. And one of the two people who were conducting the interview were just really in a hurry to uh, replace the person they had in that position already. And he said, when we had our uh, big celebration a couple of weeks ago, my predecessor, he spent $10,000 on decorating with balloons. $10,000. How do you spend $10,000 on balloons, pray tell? I said, inflation. (laughs) (laughs)
1: and you pay with doubloons. And if he gets sick, would you be able to heal him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The person I said it to looked like I had hit him in the gut with a two by four when I said it. And uh, you
1: didn't get the job? Oh, I got
3: the job, but uh, I think that if, if he were the top... Person in the company, I wouldn't have. He was hmm. yeah. not but uh, the. He was the secondary. The, ki- the kind,
1: the kind of job that would go well with a, a quick wit like that. That might appeal to someone who's interviewing someone who's looking for that kind of a person. You would think uh, so. But or if it's insulting, if he, possibly, if he thinks you're making fun of
2: him. Yeah, uh, mm, the, the, yeah of yeah, course. It's, it's,
1: it kind of becomes at his expense because you've answered the guy's rhetorical question with a snide little remark, and no matter how witty you are, you might jinx it because you've not given him what he needed which was he wanted you to confirm that it was ridiculous to spend that amount of money on balloons. Andy, I'm not real familiar with the kind of work that you do, but I assume that it's probably not creative advertising thinking no. of slogans and jingles and stuff, so you're more likely to have to rein it in or have to have to be more serious in that line of work. And likewise Aaron, you work
0: with- I I'm I basically do customer Relations, You know, interaction with a very, very large uh, computer company called Apple. I don't know why I put it that way. Anyway. Never heard of so, it. So uh, <laughs> I do remember, this wasn't a pun, but, but I do remember, uh, because they, they tell us, uh, don't joke. Right? Don't joke when you're talk, dealing with, with the public because you never know how somebody's going to take it. Uh, but once, for some reason, I, I was talking to this lady, and uh, I said, Oh, I see you're from Pasadena, California. And I don't know why I thought that was funny, but she sure didn't.
3: Well, it's an American <laughs> city, Pasadena. <Posada. laughs> we'll take
0: it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no, no, I um, am never going to. The only time I ever make puns is in our team meeting where the way our team meetings are – it's, uh, I mean, it's serious. We talk about serious things, but it's also where people tend to blow off steam. So that's, that's really the only time I'd ever do it at work.
1: Well, now you were trying to turn the question around on me and I, and I will have to admit that I, I have been thinking about this a lot. And of course, uh, at, the, at the risk of bringing up Gilbert and Sullivan uh, HMS <laughs> Pinafore one more time, I'm going to use that as a, as a jumping off place for my anecdotes, which is I spent three and a half weeks in serious uh, rehearsal for a very unserious performance of HMS Pinafore, which is you know at its core uh, fun and frivolity and foolishness and, and buffoonery, but the people who are putting it on are deadly serious mm-hmm. because it's, mm-hmm. it's music, it's, uh, it's opera. And it's hard. It's hard, it's difficult, and you have to really pay attention. You do not blink. You don't have time to even write stuff down sometimes. So there was literally no space in which I could successfully make puns in that environment without being very disruptive even though I you know I could have gotten a laugh I could have gone for laugh after laugh after laugh and there was great opportunities and it was really frustrating and especially frustrating in that it was not serious drama Right, it felt like it should have it worked it was, it was, It's Gilbert and <laughs> Sullivan, let's have some fun We'll have the fun later <laughs> after, the, after the production, we'll have the fun So, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks We're finally on the stage Dress rehearsal. We had one dress rehearsal in the theater So everything was starting to come together And I finally got a little bit of downtime While some people were on stage And some people were back in the dressing room and everything And so I found myself in the men's dressing room with six or seven guys and they're all sitting there with their phones texting and playing Sudoku or whatever, you know, and I say, okay, now is the time when I can go ahead and release some of these puns that I've got built up over the last (laughs) couple of weeks. So I finally, in that last couple of days, started to befriend some of these people that were in the show and befriend them in a way that showed them that I was ready to make some puns. (laughs) And (laughs) And because, That's an issue, li- kind of foreplay. Well, <laughs> literally, you know, I I was constipated. I was pun constipated, and I and I thought, okay, be, besides besides all this, the whole show's going to be over tomorrow. So so I'm a lot of these people I'm never going to see again. So if I if I alienate some people or if I annoy them, it doesn't matter. I'm out of their lives tomorrow. <laughs> So I started, you know, I started just sort of gently working my way one at a time to some of these guys that are, that are in the course. Because the, the, the guys in the, the, in the, the men's dressing room, uh, they, all of them were just sitting there plugged into their phones. So I thought I'm going to go over there and entertain the women then. Because the guys over here are just too hard to, to, to get through to, you know. So, so I went in there and I started entertaining the women and, and they appreciated it.
0: Good, but but you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know I'm not on the, I'm not on the
1: make. I'm not trying to make foreplay or anything here. It's just I've got a lot of constipated puns <laughs> that I had to get out, and it was I, I've never I've never been so inhibited and so intimidated about making puns as I was in this thing because everybody's so serious about it.
0: But I think episode number one, maybe episode number two, features Bill Kreider talking about the single most inappropriate pun i think has ever existed and um it's that is really saying it, it, something it is it is it is horrific it's amazing and i think it's that that entire conversation actually was a lot about what we're talking about here so we are going into our break but when we come back we will play one of the most popular games at the old henry punoff it's a close first <laughs> So we're going to play Pun Slingers. We're going to play it a little bit differently from the way that we have in the past because we're going to play it correctly. House rules, no. Will there be a winner? Yes. The reason we're doing this is because the pun off is in just a few weeks. And as a matter of fact, if you're listening to this on the day that it dropped, then then you have uh, about 24, 48 hours to sign up at punoff.com.
3: Since this is the forty-second pun off, I'd like to say don't panic. But at this point,
0: panic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are going to demonstrate how an actual pun slinger's game is played. So it's going to be just two of us going back and forth. You will be limited to a few seconds between each pun, and it's critical that you not repeat them. This is going to be between Andy Belinsky. And Gary Halleck. And the topic is jazz and classical music.
1: So I hope we can stay on topic. We won't go rock Romanoff. <laughs> Roman rock
2: Romanoff. Oh, Romanoff, yeah. Off. yeah, rock, Roman off, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you can't afford horseshoes, there is a vegetable alternative. You can go around uh, on your horse beet Oh, God.
1: Gotcha. Did I tell you how I enjoy funding about cattle breeds? <laughs> yes. My, yes, we have one, heard that. One, one of my favorite favorites is br- Brahmas.
0: Guess that's a pun. <laughs> Bra- Brahmas. <laughs>
2: I'm not a big fan of Picasso, but I do like Mozart.
0: That's great. I love that one.
1: I'm I'm pretty slow at this. I'm usually a day late and a dollar short.
2: <laughs> I wear a very low tech hairpiece. It's called a Luddite wig. Luddite wig.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs>
2: I like blues,
1: but I like to keep my CDs still sealed in the in the plastic. You know, I, I wrap CDs
2: in blues. <laughs> if they ever have uh, cross gender basketball games, and there's you know there's a boys team and a girls team, I usually like to see the girls' Schwinn. <laughs> girl girl's twin mm-hmm. I uh, have been uh, training at this a lot I've, I've,
1: I'm really an ace I'm taking the A train A training A training outside <laughs>
2: <laughs> When I'm training I, I usually just focus on upper body I like to keep my arms strong
1: what? Louis That's a little, oh, bit, okay. Louis, little bit Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I said I wrap I rap CDs in blues But sometimes I wrap my Gilbert and cellophane
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to uh, enumerate large numbers I like to keep my count basics <laughs> There's something about St. James' is in there for me
1: in me.
0: Oh. It says. Wow. Saint <laughs> <laughs> James infirmary. <laughs> I, I'm the judge, and I'm going to let that <laughs> go. <laughs>
2: Sometimes at night, my cell phone will annoy me, so I like to um, pile grocery holders on top of it to keep it quiet. I keep sacks on phone.
1: <laughs> I tried to hail a taxi and just as he pulled up he got a better offer and and I let that cab call get call away
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
0: All right, I was, I
2: was working on something on New Orleans, and I just no, couldn't, that's, just that's couldn't a hard get there one. in time. That's a hard this one. Is,
1: this, this, to, this topic is too broad, because we, we started out with classical, and we and went we to jazz. Jazz, so,
3: jazz, and then and, you're, and,
1: you're, you're introducing instruments. And that's a good point. Yeah.
3: If this were the actual pun-off, and we had two veterans like Andy and Gary mm-hmm. going against each other, <laughs> we probably would have stopped at saxophone and said no instruments, because yeah. Yeah. instruments yeah. is another category is another topic
0: no that's a good point okay excellent so looks like gary won which means that he is the current champion which means i want to take on aaron uh (laughs) i don't care what you want you're gonna play with david uh okay actually no all right all right i'm I'm, I'm willing to do that but that means i can choose the topic
1: okay (laughs) produce fruits and
3: vegetables
0: all right orange you
1: glad he didn't choose the other topic Who's that girl we had in here on that previous episode? Was that Anna? We're going to ban Anna this time?
0: <laughs> when my car breaks down, we have to give it a pull.
3: Wait, we have to do what? Apple. Apple. Apple.
0: Apple.
1: Okay. I used to do a lot of pickling. In fact, I was really hooked on, hooked on pickling. I, I was pickling so much that I had to cut back because I've been addicted to cucumber batches.
0: <laughs> that was a grapes pun.
1: Yeah, I have a bunch of them. Uh, oh, judge, is that, great, great.
0: Hmm? is that acceptable?
1: Is that acceptable? Cucumber? No, bunch. He said, what, it was it?" He, was was he, was a gra- he said it was a grapes. He said it was a grapes pun, and I said I have a bunch of them, which is not technically uh, bunch, a bunch. no, we would
3: not take that uh, between two veterans in later
1: rounds. Oh uh, well, I guess I won't whine about that then. Whine. Vine. Vine. Vine about that. (laughs)
0: Vine.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Another vine mess you got got us into. Not really.
0: All right, so going back to classical music, the guy who wrote The Planets, Mr. Holtz, had a twin. Uh, It was a pair of gusses.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would like to beat you, but I better not squash you.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't care it.
1: Can I have credit for beat also?
3: <laughs> you make it into a pun. <laughs> <laughs> on this term.
0: <laughs>
1: I said I would like to beat you. <laughs> you, yeah, you,
0: mu- you,
1: mu- you must You have must heard me say that.
0: I am greens with envy. Well, uh, maybe I won't beat him. Maybe I'll just
1: eliminate him.
3: Now, technically, greens... Well, Gary went on, so we would right. take it. Well, w- oh, why greens. wouldn't you? The greens?
0: Collard
1: greens greens is not produce? Carrot greens. What else would it be?
3: I'm not questioning whether it's produce. I'm questioning whether it's a pun. Greens. Because it's a color. And they're called greens because they are green. Oh. Hmm.
0: How did he
2: use it? I said something about again. Greens. I'm uh, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean, it have. is it is a different use of the word. It's it's
0: it's it's a noun versus an adjective. Yeah, no, that's They're a tricky one. Greens, that's a, that's green. a, greens is and the noun. I threw it out there for discussion. No, I appreciate yeah, that. And, and, and I will admit, I almost didn't say that for that exact reason, uh, but then I couldn't think of something else. So okay. Uh, so apparently, he's <laughs> he's green
1: with you. Yeah.
0: Now that's a pun. <laughs> uh, so is it my turn? Yes. yes. All right. So, I have some inflatable relatives, so I have to pumpkin. <laughs> Let us do something else. <laughs> so, I really enjoy not just produce, but meat. I like a good sow belly. Strawberry? Sow belly? Sal- sow belly? For strawberry. Wow. 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 As Steve says, not to You're not going to earn, not gonna earn much celery on that one. <laughs> Well, you know what they say, life's a peach.
1: So let us get ahead then.
0: Uh, uh, you used lettuce uh, already. Lettuce did, did, yes, but I said head.
1: Let's get ahead.
3: Head is n- a head not is a pun. A a head, head, head of
1: lettuce. It. A head. Get ahead? A head. A head. <laughs> let us get ahead. <laughs> Absolutely qualifies. Just,
0: I love when you guys argue about uh, is man. it a pun. Are you a punster or a lawyer? <laughs> I mean, would you count
2: head? head is not actually a vegetable
3: itself. It a, it, 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 he said
1: to. Hey, next I'm gonna I next next I'm gonna I'm gonna say a hand of bananas is that
2: well I don't think we allowed a bunch so
0: anyway you know uh, magicians have a very interesting trick where they are will actually have an audience member be part of the crew and also there's a very famous magic trick. Where you put a scarf into your hand And uh, it turns into an egg So, something, 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 eggplant (laughs)
3: Something, something, something,
0: can you make a pun?
2: I think he's just killing time Gary. Okay. Gary made a pun so he accepted it. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Uh, I accept. You
3: still got a strike. Okay. I, All you, right. still, I'll, I'll you still got a strike.
1: strike. I made two puns. He's <clears throat> killing time.
3: Okay, then you get a strike too. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Just kidding.
0: I, I got into uh, some poison ivy which can be a real bad radish.
1: Yeah, you know, those can affect your digestive system and make you really irregular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I went to the I went to the Deep South <laughs> and and saw a family there uh, that I was I really looked down upon. Uh, it was a hickama hickama I got it. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> in the in the spring, I like to prune my fruit trees.
0: You know, uh, I'm, I'm 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 married, but every once in a while, we like to go out on a date
3: with each other.
1: I, uh, I went out into the hen house because I, w- I was interested in chicken on my eggplants.
0: Uh, used, used, kind of. Chick- <laughs> chicken, oh, egg pl- eggplant was used. Yes. Egg, uh, uh,
1: oh, so I so I got to go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so uh, what is what is the current topic? Produce. Current topic. Current. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you're just raising the bar there.
1: Of course, if you have too much current, it leaks.
0: <laughs> so I decided I didn't want to go hither, so I had to onion. <laughs>
1: you know, you can get cancer if you eat those big wet fruits in the summertime, you get water melanoma. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: And if you have two of them you have a pair.
1: That's what my honey do.
0: <laughs> uh, the the problem in my family is that both uh, both sides of the family are very religious so uh, we can't elope. How
1: about how about a big hand for the bananas? It's
2: a big hand. A hand, but it's a hand using a hand as a hand.
1: Yeah, it's a hand of I don't banana. bananas give banana. I don't get it. give the bananas a big hand. First of all, don't get it. Secondly how is it, it a pun? Didn't. Well, now that might be true. It might not be a pun. <laughs> I'm, I'm really a, confused. A hand of bananas is what's what you call a. It's a bunch. It, no, it's a hand of bananas. I've never heard but that because it looks like a hand. But, but yes. That's because it looks like a hand. Yes. Okay. But it is, yeah, if you you're right. It's not. You're right. It's not a pun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I like this this self editing pun slinger. <laughs> I'm going to give you one, but it's not a pun. But go ahead and give well, me a strike. So <laughs> <an MC>, yeah. <laughs> I
0: spurred myself on. Hmm.
1: You spurred. I, spurred. I spurred Iceburity. myself on onward.
0: So the um, produce manager had a serious accident, and everyone in the grocery store, including me, saw it. And it, he sliced his belly, and everything everything on the inside just fell out. And everyone said, "Organs, ick." <laughs> you
1: you can bitch about it all you want, but <laughs> cabbage, you can oh. bitch about
0: it all you want, but it's a pun. The uh, actor who used to be kind of famous uh, about 15, 20 years ago, uh, Mr. Diggs, had a very unfortunate foot accident. Poor Tato. (laughs) No no spud intended. (laughs) I really like fish so much that before they cook it, I like to just run my tongue over it. Like, you know, garlic.
1: I guess that's all right. If, if b- b- Bush will come to shove,
0: uh, I'm very sprout of that one.
1: Ooh! You you, 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 did you bristle your teeth?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <sighs>
1: I like feel like old home week uh,
0: sirens going by. Um. Three, two, one. All right, I am I, out. All out of produce. And only
2: produce. one rom- romaines. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's perfect. All right, and Gary had two or three more. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> he most certainly so did.
1: So I, I was pushing the envelope again there by using the word bushel, mm-hmm. which is a, another measurement. Oh, like, I thought it was great. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but ser- ser- seriously, though, it's it's a it's a term for measuring. Fruits and vegetables, like my dad was in the like, produce business. Uh, yeah, yes, I know your dad was in the produce <laughs> business, and that's why I'm asking you to confirm this. Bushel is that, primarily that a hand of bananas and a bunch of grapes and a and a flock uh, of seagulls. So, so would would you, as MC of this of this topic, would you accept measurements like peck and car load... Or flat? I, I w- if they are pretty much produce-centric, I would. Yeah, like a flat of strawberries? Probably. A peck of peppers. A,
3: a okay. peck of pickle peppers, sure. But the thing is, is that a hand of bananas is... Hand isn't... It was like the time that uh, one of the previous multi-time champions had the category um, time. And he wanted me to take battery I was like, batteries are used in cars, are used in flashlights. They have very little to do with time. He said, well, watches use batteries.
1: So my use of the word hand would... To me, hand, bushel
3: is primarily a produce term.
1: Okay, but my use of the word hand... He's the the producer, so you have to listen to him. you (laughs) You are calling me on the fact that I did not pun on the word hand. You see, if I, if I if I said a bunch of bananas is really handy to have, that's a pun. What you're taking exception with there is that I did not pun on the word hand. But the word You but- didn't
3: pun on the word hand and also as you used it the word hand wasn't produce centric. As I said bushel Is a term primarily used? I
1: I can absolutely show you that. uh, Would you take bananas? Bananas are called a hand of bananas.
0: That's fine. I I didn't argue with
3: that. that. (laughs) What I'm saying is, if the topic were cars, would you take gallon, because gasoline is sold in gallons?
0: Well, no, but cars aren't sold in gallons.
1: But but well, that's that's why that's why I'm suggesting that you know bananas (laughs) bushel and a pack
0: and a carload and a flat. Not fresh
1: bananas anyway. Would be would be. Uh, I didn't uh, say I would take carload. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. But, that, but that's, that's what I'm saying is that she's you, married. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay. I think the winner there was very clear. Um, it was uh, David. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to give Sage advice about your the listener's very own house. Real quickly, before we wrap things up, uh, we just want to remind you that in a few weeks uh, after this episode drops is the O. Henry Punoff in Austin, Texas. It's on May 11th, 2019. It's going to be where?
3: In Austin, Texas, 409 East 5th Street, behind the O. Henry Museum, in front of the Hilton Hotel, in front of the Convention Center in Brush Square, is another uh, name for it. And at the south end of the train line.
0: If you want to know more about this show, you can go to punintensive.com or to your favorite social media, whatever, whatever, slash punintensive. Of course, if you want to know more about the O. Henry pun-off, you can go to punoff.com. Thanks to the band Dark Meat for our music, and uh, please, please, rate us on iTunes. We could really use the boost in visibility. I'm going to say that I'm involved with a summer day camp called Fantastic Magic Camp. If you happen to be in the Austin area, and you have kids, especially if they're nerds, which seems likely because they're related to you and you're listening to a podcast about puns, uh, I think that they would really very much appreciate that. It is it is uh, easily one of the best camps in town, uh, which is saying a lot. This is a great city for summer camps. All right, so it is time for us to go, but... Before we go, I want my listeners to think about anything that has gone wrong in their house that they tried to fix. That project probably didn't go very well. Uh, That's because you hadn't heard the home repair advice from our panelists. For example, troubleshooting issues in the house makes you a regular Sherlock Holmes Depot. I have to admit, I stole that one from Gary from months ago. That's one of my favorites. So uh, let's go around the table for advice about home repair. David Guggenheim.
3: Well, the landing on the front of my house is wood, and over the years that I've lived there, it's gotten a little bit ripply from the Texas weather. And I had one come over and came back and uh, said, well, I got it all spiffy and ready and fixed up for you. He said, but I got news
2: for you. I said, boy, he
3: said, that's not a porch, that's a BMW. And Andy Belinsky.
2: Well, if your home repair project goes really badly, you can always temporarily get a room at the monastery because that monkey rents.
0: (laughs) And Gary Halleck.
1: Well, I'm a handy guy, and I've got quite a honey do list. And my wife says, you know, we got a lot of stuff stored up overhead, but I'll have just have down this pull down stairway in the garage. You know, a bunch of stuff stored up there, and I, and I gave a big sigh, attic. I am so sore. I need some lumbar support. And so I went to Home Depot, but all I got was board feet, which, you know, made my toes tingle. So I decided I decided to work to take some steps to work up a, a second story.
0: Is is this an anecdote or advice? I <laughs>
1: Yes, I've worked, I worked up a second story.
0: Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I took steps to work up the second story. It, it, it's it, not a porch; it's, it's a rambler. It's, it's, so I, so I used, so I used the, I used the, I used the former, not the latter.
0: <laughs> that is terrific <laughs> advice. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to be back next week. I am Aaron Fazel. I'm signing off with the catchphrase. We'll see you then.